Peace and blessings be upon you. Welcome to the Ta'alif Podcast, a space where we aim to provide content and connect our spiritual hearts with community, love, service, and prophetic wisdom. Bismillah. So inshallah, let's start with our intention. I intend to learn and to teach, to benefit and to be benefited, to remind and to be reminded to call to the book of Allah and the sunnah of his messenger, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, to guide and to be guided by sound proof and correct knowledge, to seek the countenance of my Lord, nearness to him and his reward. Ameen, Allahumma ameen. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless this class to be one of tawfiq wal afiyah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make it a means by which our hearts are expanded, by which we're increased in love for the Prophet sallallahu by which we're increased in proximity to him. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make it a means by which we're raised in rank, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would increase us in our ability to follow the Prophet sallallahu in action and in deeds. Allahumma ameen. So alhamdulillah, we're just uh, today, inshallah, hopefully you were able to fast uh, for the nifs of Sha'aban. And in this, you know, wonderful month, and this is Sha'ban, this is a month that, subhanAllah, uh, that we're in the month of the Prophet, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, in the month where Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala, has invited us to the love of the Prophet, to send salawat on the Prophet, alayhi salatu wa salam, in order to beautify our hearts, to beautify the vessel by which we would be able to receive the Qur'an. And so, subhanAllah, after, uh, after us passing nifs al-Sha'ban, which is known is Laylatul Bara'a, the night in which, subhanAllah, there are five Mubarak nights of the year. And one of these nights, subhanAllah, and Laylatul Bara'a, it is known uh, that there are matters of divine decree that are revealed. And in these matters of divine decree that are revealed, it becomes they, they become manifest. They, the angels get their assignments as opposed to on Laylatul Qadr, these angels begin enacting their assignments. So as the angels are getting their assignments subhanallah this is the night that our our scholars and the companions our righteous predecessors they would do their best in order to be found in dhikr of allah and asking allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, for forgiveness and for pardon for asking allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give them a long life in ibadah to get to save them from trials and in uh, afflictions and that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would give them husn that would give them a blessed ending, subhanAllah. So this is something that's known uh, that would happen in Nifsu Sha'aban. And so today, many people, of course, around the world, many of our, our scholars and our teachers and our guides are instructing us, encouraging us to fast, to make dua during these days in order to ready ourselves for the coming year and ask for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's tawfiq and safety and protection in our life. So I pray that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless you all with the blessedness of Sha'aban and that Allah ta'ala bless for you a, a wonderful divine decree and protect us from trials and calamities, subhanAllah, during this year. So as we begin, alhamdulillah, we pick up after uh, where we've left off, where the beloved messenger of Allah, alayhi salatu wasalam, has been weaned. And after he's been weaned uh, from being with Halima and our blessed Halima mother sends him back to his mother Amina right after the blessed event 
of his heart being cleansed by the angel Jibrail after the angel comes and places his heart in the golden basin and washes it and takes out uh, a dark clot, right? And so after that is removed, it is known that Halima, subhanAllah, she comes back uh, to her, to the mother Amina, the mother of the Prophet وسلم, in such haste. And the mother Amina says, like, what's what happened? You were so keen to keep him with you before. Why are you rushing back? And so Halima initially tries to give some kind of excuse. She tries to give some uh, explanation saying, well, she was just concerned or she was, you know, uh, saying that, you know, she no longer had that concern. SubhanAllah. And the mother Amina, knowing that something was wrong, began to press her. And upon that, recognizing uh, she said, you know, we recognize that something happened to him. We were concerned that it would be a bad omen. And with that out, the mother, I mean, the mother of the Prophet وسلم, begins to explain like how much, um, how much people would uh, announce the light that they could see in her face and emanating from her how much people would come to her and say uh, about the beautiful child that she was carrying. She began to detail, of course, some of the miracles that she witnessed when she was pregnant with the Prophet وسلم, and we, end with, we ended with her saying how firmly she was that no evil would touch this child, right? No evil or demon or evil spirit would come close to this child. And with that, she quickly took back the Prophet وسلم. And so subhanAllah, then we move on uh, for her days with the Prophet وسلم, into the blessed day uh, when she goes and takes him to Yathrib, into Medina, in order to go visit his cousins. And when he goes to visit his cousin, subhanAllah, uh, you know, he's, he enjoys his stay. He enjoys his time. He even learns to swim during these days, subhanAllah. And as he, you know, learns to swim in there, um, you know, he's able to engage and meet with his family members. It's particularly even relatives of his father. His mother is keeping these ties of kinship. That subhanAllah, it's on the return back from when the Prophet وسلم, is uh, visiting his mother, it's um, visiting, sorry, his relatives, it's on that return back that our beloved mother Amina, she becomes sick, she becomes ill on that journey. And, and when they stop to rest, subhanAllah, it's that her fever overtakes her and she passes away. And subhanAllah, it's uh, at that time, it's the beloved messenger of Allah was around the age of six and there was a barakah, the barakah who was given to the Prophet and also uh, worked for Amina, who assisted Amina and was with her on this journey. It was with her hands, the one who had also received the Prophet into this world. It is her hands that actually dig the grave of our mother Amina after they uh, visit their father, after they, they go to visit the grave of the father, the mother became sick. And so then Um Ayman Obaraka has to dig the grave actually of, of Lady Amina. And so SubhanAllah, when she digs the grave and she buries her there, she returns back hand in hand with the Prophet وسلم, doing her best to assure him of her love and her care and that she would stay with him 
and that she would be with him, doing her best to comfort him. Of course, during these uh, difficult days that the Prophet has become now a complete orphan, where now he's lost his father previously and now his mother. And so when, when we go to uh, the pages starting at 133, where it begins to detail the death of the Prophet mother when he's six years old after he visits his uncles in Bani Najjar. Uh, is that at this point, Um Ayman returned with the Prophet وسلم, uh, and, and gives him to his grandfather, Abdul Muttalib. And, and so this relationship that had already began, the love that was between them, even since before the Prophet وسلم, was born, that we know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had prepared Abdul Muttalib to receive the messenger of Allah والسلام, with the dreams that he would have, of course, about uh, Zamzam. And then, subhanAllah, the dreams that would come to him that he should be uh, nursed, that he should be nursed by women of Bani Sa'ad. That, you know, that subhanAllah, Allah Ta'ala is guiding his grandfather, Abdul Muttalib, even in terms of the upbringing and the caretaking of the Prophet وسلم, endearing his heart toward him to have a close relationship with him, subhanAllah. And so at this time, when Um Ayman returns to the, the returns with the Prophet وسلم, she returns him uh, to Abu Talib, who, who takes him into custody. And so it begins to detail um, how Abdul Muttalib would actually care for him with such tenderness and that he would be careful to embrace him, uh, you know, in, in order to show a love but also a protection, but also to make him, uh, to try to make up for the feeling of loss, right? To let this young, beautiful child know that he was loved and that he was cared for. And so later on, when we find in the life of the Prophet وسلم, proclaiming, right, that I am the son of Abdul Muttalib, that I am the son of Abdul Muttalib, like holding on to this, he's speaking of the, of the nobility of Abdul Muttalib. He's speaking of, uh, you know, the, the honor of his grandfather and how much he was loved and respected by their countrymen, by their tribemen, uh, even subhanAllah in the story that we learned before where it's Abdul Muttalib who stands and he actually uh, stands to greet Abraha who was coming to destroy the Kaaba. And he proclaims with a, with a high level of faith, right? When Abraha has stolen a number of camels and he says, you know, as to, as to the owner of camels, you should return them back to their owner, right? Uh, that, that, you know, that I, I can intervene for that. But when it comes to the owner of the Kaaba, right, that he will defend his house. So he gives him this, you know, this certainty, a surety of Allah's protection over the Kaaba. Subhanallah. And, and sure enough, that which he was warning, giving warning against came to pass. And so Abdul Muttalib, this noble man, uh, then cares for the Prophet and it's known that he used to lay out that he would, when he would see the beloved messenger of Allah والسلام, approaching, that he would then lay out a special mat Right? And, in, on, and he would have the Prophet send them come and he would motion for him gently 
to come and sit beside him on this mat to let him know that he was welcome and that he had a place beside him at the Kaaba. But in, not only was it just beside him, that when there were uh, meetings, very important meetings of men who would, you know, basically of, of noble men who would be discussing very important tribal matters, who would be discussing uh, matters of the Hajj or uh, the rights and business and things that could, you know, negotiating conflict between tribes. It is known that Abdul Muttalib would actually sit the Messenger of Allah beside him, right, giving him a place uh, at this, pretty much like at this seat of nobility in this, in this place of countrymen. And this, of course, uh, would let it be known that, uh, that this was something that he, he wanted it to be known, his level of love for him, but also his level of letting other leaders and other tribal men know uh, this relationship. And so they also begin to grow in love for the Prophet and grow in, in understanding and respecting his presence, even as a child. And so from that, they're in, they're in, uh, they became endearing to him right, and begin to trust him, subhanAllah. And this was something um, that any time, subhanAllah, uh, you know, that any time in one particular narration, it says that Abdul Talib would say, leave my son for truly royalty becomes him. I, for truly royalty becomes him. And so a group of people from Bani Mujahid said to Abdul Muttalib, safeguard him for verily we have never seen a footprint more similar to the one in the shrine of Ibrahim than his. So even subhanAllah, this, uh, this passing on that happened from his father when his father was carrying the Prophet him in his loins, and then the people would talk about, we see the light of prophecy in your face. And then when it was passed on and Amina became pregnant and people would say the light they would see in her face, that people would give her these glad tidings of, the, of what she was carrying, that then subhanAllah, this continues to happen, that those who would witness uh, the Prophet وسلم, sitting with Abu Mutalim, when they would see his face, when they would see even his footprint, they said that his footprint even matches the footprint that we have of Prophet Ibrahim. And so these glad tidings are, are passed on uh, to even the grandfather, Abdul Muttalib. And so there were warnings though about not losing track of him. There were warnings consistent um, well into uh, his teenage years of, of saying, don't lose him, subhanAllah. Even there's one particular narration where the where the uh, the Prophet them as a young boy actually gets lost, and as he gets lost, there are people who are searching for him, and as they're searching for him, there's this worry that he has been uh, that someone has taken him. Subhanallah. And so at, there's a, an all-out search party that goes out looking for the Prophet them and and Subhanallah they. Thank you for tuning in. 
please consider becoming a monthly sustainer by joining 1,000 Hearts of Ta'lif and committing to give $3 a day to keep this work coming to seekers, youth, and newcomers to Islam. Sign up today at www.ta'lifcollective.org forward slash donate. We hope you enjoyed the variety of sessions available and hope you benefit immensely. Allah bless you and Allah bless your loved ones.